Radio. Welcome to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs like you build the wealth and lifestyle you deserve. My name is Nicholas Jensen, bringing you the secrets behind the relationships, strategies, and mindset of the most successful people on the planet. Showing you how to collapse time frames in order to win at business, money, and the adventures of life. You don't know what you don't know, so I'm here to show how the wealthy live, think, and make their money grow. It's time to live the life that you deserve. I'm, I'm here to help. My, my name is Nicholas Jensen. And, and this is Unlimited Wealth. Hello and welcome to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast. My name is Nicholas Jensen. Hey, on today's episode, I'm joined by a guy in the health and fitness space that I've been following for several years now. Not only is he a wealth of knowledge about health and fitness, he's also a very successful business owner. He's the author of Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, Beyond Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, Thinner, Leaner, Stronger, and The Little Black Book of Workout Motivation. He's the host of the popular podcast, Muscle for Life, and the founder of the number one all-natural supplement company, Legion Athletics. So if you want to hear the story of how one book has turned into a $20 million a year supplement company through content marketing, stay tuned and help me welcome Mike Matthews. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being flexible and accommodating my, uh, my, my schedule. No, no, no worries, man. I'm, I'm glad to have this conversation. Um, in case some of some people in my audience don't know you or know who you are. Do you mind just kind of introducing yourself high level, what you do, uh, and then we'll kind of get into the uh, the meat of, of what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm Mike. I'm a, a Gemini, I think. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, so so I, I when people ask me, what do you do? I, I just usually say, ah, health and fitness things. Like, you know, I have books and sports nutrition, like supplements and an app and a podcast and things, right? Things. Um, but first and foremost, I would say that, I mean, I spend most of my time creating content. Um, so writing articles, recording podcasts, writing books and, uh, touching on many different things related to health and fitness. Um, on the books side of things, I, I've written several and I've sold over one and a half million copies now total collectively. Um, started, started that in 2012. I started a sports nutrition company along the way, uh, really just to scratch my own itch and make the stuff that I, if somebody else, if it, the, the, the company is Legion, if Legion would have existed already uh, back in 2014, that was year one, I probably wouldn't have done it. I probably would have just went to them and said, Hey, I really like what you're doing. Do you want to like partner with me and here's what I have. And maybe we can make a deal kind of thing. Uh, but that didn't, it just didn't exist. Nobody was doing supplements the way that I wanted to do them. And I knew at the time that, um, I had a, I had a website called muscle for life, just muscleforlife.com, which eventually just merged into Legion's website. Legion absorbed all of its content and link juice and blah, blah, blah. Cause there was just a point where strategically it made sense to do that. But at the time I had a recommendations section on the website, muscle for life, and I was recommending fitness related things, even just some non-fitness related things, books I like, and just stuff I like really. And I saw through Amazon's affiliate program that, uh, which I participated in the money was never all that significant, but I was just curious if people cared, like, did people even want my recommendations? Uh -huh. And it's one thing for people to say they do. It's another thing for them to actually spend money. Right. Um, so I saw that people were, were buying a lot of these supplements I was recommending, even though my recommendations were very lukewarm. Like, uh, I remember the protein powder I was using, I basically was saying, 
all right, I trust this company. Here's why I trust this company. Here are some lab results. So they're not immunospiking. So that's cool. It's, it doesn't taste good at all. So I, I, I wish it tasted better and it's cheap and that's about it. Like, that's it. That's the pitch. Right. And, uh, a pre-workout I was using, I remember I was explaining, I don't really like coffee. If I did, I probably would just drink coffee because this isn't that great of a product, but sometimes I use it. Sometimes I just use caffeine pills. It does have some citrulline. It's about half of what you'd normally want. It has some beta alanine about half of what you'd normally want, but maybe that's better than nothing. And it tastes kind of good, I guess. Like, like that's it. That's the, and even though I, so I, I couldn't really get behind any of these products. I saw that a lot of people were clicking through and buying. So I knew that if I made my own stuff that I actually could get behind and I actually like felt enthusiastic about that I wasn't, I didn't know if I was going to have a successful business, but I knew that I could, I wasn't just going to lose my money. Like I would sell the stuff eventually and uh, whatever. Right. And okay. so, um, and that was, that was, that was really the impetus for starting Legion. And, and, and now, uh, it, it has, it's, it's doing, it's doing quite well. Uh, it did about 20 million in sales last year. Um, or I just, I getting the final numbers to be about 19, actually probably somewhere, somewhere around there, 19 to 20, we're just doing the final financials and, um, there's still a lot of low hanging fruit. We haven't done retail, for example, there's a lot of still e-commerce stuff that we can do. And I, I really see it strategically speaking. I see it as a straight shot to probably about 50 million in revenue, just in terms of what we can execute on in the next couple of years. How to go from fifty to a hundred? I don't know that. I don't know. Um, but you know, I'll, I may get some ideas along the way, depending on what happens. And uh, beyond that, I have a podcast that has done pre- pretty well. And um, you know, Legion's website where my articles live gets about a million visits a month, and that's growing. So that's cool. And um, I know you want to talk about email marketing. I have about uh, currently we have about a half a million people on our email lists and a couple hundred thousand website subscribers. And um, the reason, by the way, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not sharing these numbers to brag. I just know if this, if I'm speaking to business owners, then my, one of my thoughts would be if I'm a listener, like, all right, who's this guy and why should I care about anything he says? Yeah. Like, has he done anything or is this all just uh, what he's going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. So the one thing that, I mean, is before we started recording, I told you, I mean, I've been following your stuff for probably five years. And one of the things that has really stood out to me uh, about your, about your content is obviously Legion has grown, right? Like I, I was following you back when there was muscle, uh, muscleforlife.com and Legion and all that. And, And I would see the two different companies, you know, pushing out content. And I was always impressed with one, how much content like you push out, you push out a crap ton of content all the time. So from a marketing perspective and, and a business owner's perspective, what's kind of your strategy from a, do you, are there certain marketing principles that you follow that you're like, Hey, if I do X, Y, and Z, I know I'm going to get a result. Did you know that kind of beforehand or is it just kind of come with trial and error? What are your thoughts around marketing that way? Yeah. So I'd say there are, there, there are a lot of principles at work. Um, marketing is something that I've, I've studied a lot. I mean, I've read many books and I've been doing it for, for some time now. And it's something I truly enjoy that, uh, that like marketing related work and researching and writing are the, my favorite work out of all the things that I do. And there are quite a few things related to running a business that I really don't enjoy, honestly, but you just got to do them. Um, yeah. However, marketing is something that is just one of those things I just enjoy for its own sake. I do. I like, uh, I find psychology interesting and persuasion interesting. 
And of course that, that then spills over into sales and salesmanship. And I like the creativity that goes into marketing. I really like that there are an infinite number of ways to create a marketing campaign or even write an email and some are going to be way better than others. And so I, I just, I like it. It's a fun game. Um, the type of work I don't like is the stuff that's more rote or formulaic where there isn't much room for creativity. For example, you just kind of like pull the levers and push the buttons yeah. and you move on with your life and you put the numbers in the spreadsheet and <laughs> you get the numbers and you, you do the next thing. Um, so I would say, yeah, there's, there's, there's certainly a lot at, lot at work. And, um, I think a, a good answer for that though, is going back to the beginning. So it started with this book, bigger, leaner, stronger, which I wrote and self-published. I didn't have any following. I didn't have a website. I didn't have access to any platform at all. No gatekeepers liked what I was going to do and promote it. I just wrote the book, put it on Amazon, and I had no idea if anyone was going to care. Right? I, I thought there's like a 50-50 chance between zero copies sold and like not zero copies sold. And that's basically it. Right? And um, it sold like 20 copies in the first month. And I thought that was cool. I was actually excited. I was like 20 people bought my book and it was for 99 cents and it yeah. was, you know, whatever, who cares? I just wanted to see if anybody would even read it. Um, by the end of 2012, it was selling several thousand copies per month. And maybe it was $2.99 at that time, or maybe $4.99 or something, whatever. And I was getting emails from people who liked it and had questions. I was getting reviews, a lot of good reviews, some negative reviews as well that, that were actually useful though, where people pointed out legitimate problems and things that could be improved. And um, so I saw an opportunity there to continue writing books and to get more meaningfully involved in the fitness industry, which wasn't my plan initially. I actually wanted to write fiction more than I wanted to write fitness. And I wanted to build a publishing company more than I wanted to build a fitness company. Uh, but I saw the opportunity and I figured that while there are many things I don't like about the fitness industry and uh, I mean, just start with if it's unhealthy to be too obsessed with your body, it just is like, just, right. I mean, start there. Right. And, and this is something that I have to remind myself of, right. I mean, I put a lot of time into my body and looking a certain way and that's fine. Uh, but if that gets out of control, it kind of warps <laughs> your personality. <laughs> right. And, and so, so that doesn't resonate with me really. It doesn't, of course I, I, I do what I do partially because of vanity, all of us, anybody who works out who says otherwise is lying. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm not so obsessed with myself and my body that I'm naturally drawn to like, oh, I just want to sit in the mirror and flex for like two hours straight every day. You know, it's just not really my personality. Right. Um, but I was like, okay, if, if I can get into the fitness space and do it in a way that is meaningful to me. And that means like educating people, helping people get into shape. If I can get directly to those people and not have to go via publications and play the bullshit game of schmoozing people and waste time networking to try to like beg to get some exposure. Um, if I can kind of do an end run around all of that, then I'm interested. That sounds like fun okay. to me. And so that's, that's why I decided to, to go, all in on it and write more books, start muscle for life, which was really just a glorified blog at the, at, at that point and write a couple long form articles per week, eventually started the podcast. And so my point was saying all that is my focus from the beginning has been content marketing, inbound marketing. And, and I would say though, what's funny is, um, I, I've done, I've done well at that game, but 
as far as building a business goes, that is not a very efficient way to produce numbers. Like if if we're just looking at it in terms of revenue, um, a much faster and more effective way to build it, a big top line and bottom line depends on what you're doing and you know if you have investors or you're just burning cash. What are you doing? But, right. but regardless, is I would say it's actually it's in branding and advertising. Uh, which which can be complete bullshit, right? So you can make shit products and you can make no content. You can help nobody. But if you are either working with some real top flight branders or if you just really understand the power of branding and there's a lot that goes into branding, it's not just how the products look, but mm-hmm. it's the whole package. If you're very good at that and you're very good at advertising, um, you can you can produce extraordinary results very quickly, and if you can prove yourself online, if you can prove that your 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 idea has legs, you can then leverage that fairly quickly into retail if that fits the whatever we're talking about here. Um, for example, Legion has gotten as far as it has gotten with no retail whatsoever. Now that's a mistake. I should have gotten into retail a long time ago. We're doing it now, and it's fine. It's just normally you would not wait for your e-commerce brand to to get to you know a decent uh, eight figure revenue target before you get into a single store. <laughs> like it's right. no and and so so anyways, the reason I say that is it's just kind of funny to look now back at. Again, I, I feel like I built a couple of businesses the hard way, so to speak. However, not it worked, but it also there's a big advantage in that what we have now, and it's not just me. I can't take all the credit. There, are, there's you know 35 of us, and so I, I don't mean to say that I'm the only person. Um, what we have though now is very resilient, and um, it there are a lot of metrics that are that are very very good in terms of customer retention and lifetime value and um just engagement with people and a lot of people have appreciated and it it sounds like this is something that that's that has made an impression on you have appreciated the work that goes into what it takes to do it via content marketing versus spending a bunch of money on very slick branding, right. very slick advertising, and just you know straight shot to whatever millions of dollars a year in sales. But it's all it's very hollow for somebody who's a bit more sophisticated and sees through it. You know, yeah, because I mean, if you look at what you're talking about, you own the distribution channel, right? Like you say, oh, it may you know, there's easier ways to do it, or or maybe I you know could have done it differently. But at the end of the day. You're directly to the consumer and you've got the relationship with, with your consumers. You own that distribution channel. What I've and That's also the power f- of email marketing in particular, just to emphasize <laughs> that it is not dead, no matter what anybody says. I mean, we make millions and millions of dollars a year from just emails. So when you look at creating content, are, are there certain things that you're like, hey, we're going to put out this many you know, long form letters a week, this many podcasts? Um, are you cross, cross utilizing a lot of that, that information, like help me understand kind of your big picture strategy. If somebody, let's just say he's a one man band, I don't know, he's, he's selling skateboards or or whatever it is he wants to sell, right? Supplements. And he's sitting in his, in his office. He's like, okay, I'm going to do this via content marketing. What's kind of a big strategy picture that you could say to him, Hey, do X, Y, and Z on a weekly basis. Yep. And it's going to get some legs. Like just understand it's going to get legs because I think oftentimes what people run into from a frustration standpoint is, and this has to do with social media, right? Like 
I made the post. Where's the money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're trying to do something and, and you got two likes, and yeah. the dude down the street has got twenty thousand likes, and you and you know that dude's a bozo. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's selling he's selling snake oil, uh, which is a compliment to you in your in your uh, with Legion. The one thing that that's interesting is you're creating a premium product with quote unquote premium pricing. If we're just being yep. completely honest yep, yep. against a lot of other supplements, which may or may not be good, but the general public doesn't know that. Like they right. don't know, you know, they're looking at, Hey, why would I pay, yeah. you know, five or seven more dollars for this thing versus this other thing? Like they don't have any idea. Do you know what I mean? So totally. from your perspective, what, what are the marketing strategies or advice that you'd give somebody to say, Hey, do these things. You'll create that relationship. You'll, you'll get legs. Just give it some time. Totally. Yeah. So, so as far as content uh, marketing goes, just to answer your first question. So yeah, there, there are pretty robust systems in place. And again, it's not just me. I have a team of people who help. Um, and uh, so for example, over on the blog, I am, I believe right now we have me going up once a week or once every other week. And then there are articles going up from other people uh, under their names, right? So I have a team of people. It's not just me. And the reason why my frequency isn't as high as it used to be is I just am, have only can spin so many plates and right. I still want to maintain a presence on the blog. I also do like the work. Um, but strategically speaking, it's not as important now that I, when I have other people who are capable of producing great content, well-written, well-researched. Um, and you know, so I, I mean, I was able to delegate some of that, but I didn't want to walk away from the blog because I mean, there's a little bit of maybe emotionality in it and that I, again, I enjoy it, yeah. but, but there is something to be said though, that I still am there doing it. And I haven't just walked away from it because oh, I don't have to do that anymore. You know what I mean? I don't want right. to, I don't want to write articles anymore. Well, actually I kind of do because I'm able to also then to your, to your point of repurposing. So what I can do with those articles is turn them into podcasts. Um, I don't read them word for word per se, but I'll go through them and go through the information because many people would prefer to listen to me. It's almost like an audiobook experience uh, versus reading it, right? And yeah. what my podcast is, I'm, I'm pretty happy with its performance given that it is not, it's it's just a thing I do. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't give it more than probably six hours per week at most. Um, and uh, it, it uh, in terms of plays, so I'm all, I'm on Anchor and it was at like 700,000 a month on Anchor and probably another 100,000 a month on YouTube. Then Anchor like updated their um uh, the the software that they use to validate plays and and then the plays apparently actually have been more like 4 that 400,000 a month or something. It didn't change in terms of rankings. They were just saying yeah. Yeah, you thought you were getting that, but it was actually. I'm like, fine, whatever. So, but but it cruises in the top ten to fifteen fitness podcasts on iTunes, which is which is cool. So it's worth the time in terms of I am reaching enough people to to warrant the opportunity cost, which has been something that I've had to be more and more cognizant of as things have grown. I can't quote unquote, unfortunately, afford to be as uh, not thoughtless, but to be. I have to, I do have to pay attention to my time more closely yeah. than, than previously when it didn't matter as much. I could justify taking swings on things because I didn't 
have anything else that is clearly better that I can go put my effort into. And now that's just not the case. So I do have to continually justify what am I doing and does it make sense that I'm doing this? Should I really be doing this? What's my overall objective here? Right. And the podcast definitely still makes sense. Um, and, and so I can repurpose articles to podcasts. I can repurpose articles to social media posts, captions, which I mostly use my social media for education anyway. So I have a photographer who comes with me to the gym a few times a week. We get footage and pictures and things, and then I can, you know, spin together some social media stuff that way. And, uh, I also repurpose some of those articles into emails. Um, so I'm getting a lot out of that work and that also flows in other in other ways too, where something might start as an email and then turn into a social media post or turn into an article. Something might start as a podcast, uh, like Q and a, for example, where I get asked an interesting question and I'm like, Oh, I'll tackle that on the podcast. And then though, I'll take the outline that I've put together or that, that somebody who works with me has helped put together, uh, for whatever it is that, um, I'm going to say, and then turn that into an email or pass it off to the content team to turn it into an article. And that's something that I am always looking for. I'm always looking for more efficiencies and more output from my input, not because I uh, am afraid of work, not at all, but the thing with work is right. There's this qualitative aspect or sorry, quantitative aspect of there's only so much, I can only exert so much effort. Like that's it. And, and I can only be so focused and there's a little bit of qualitative there. So, you know, let's say it's high quality work. I'm focused on it. Maybe it's even deep work to use Cal Newport's term. I can only do so much of that. Right. So how do I though, take each uh, erg of effort that I'm putting out here and, and, and get the most return on it. Right. And so uh, uh, that also, I, I should mention that my, my work on the blog and on the podcast, on the emails and social media also informs my writing of books where I'll take stuff and work it into books. It's not just like, okay, copy paste, but yeah. you know, take ideas. Okay. I could put that in this. I'm always working on the next book. And then sometimes the, the book material will then drive. I'm like, Oh, this, this chapter, half of this chapter, or maybe a third of this chapter would actually make a nice article or make a good email. And, um, so cross pollination is, is a big part of what I do in particular, uh, because, um, I have my hands in many different things and I'm trying to make as many of those connections as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so to answer that first, I don't know if you want to follow up with anything on that before I talk about, the one thing that as you as you talked about that something that came to my mind is is and it kind of goes back to your previous comment about branding. So you create a ton of content, your team creates some content. Legion is the actual brand. But do you think from from what you produce, do you think that people are more um attracted inclined to do business with Legion because they feel like they have a relationship with Mike? Or do you think that Legion's brand could stand on its own for not to be callous, but you know, for lack sure. of a better term, if if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, yep. could Legion still stand? Or is it more of of a Mike Matthews it, brand? Yeah. Is it Mike Matthews supplements or yeah, not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good question. So I know for a fact that one of the major reasons many people buy is because they haven't they have come across me in some capacity and they've liked what they've seen and trust me to some degree. That yeah. could be books, it could be any of the things I've mentioned. Uh, so that's certainly a big factor. However, at this point, uh, Legion 
is certainly a brand unto itself. And there are a fair amount of people, especially from Amazon where everything's a commodity, you know, where yeah. people who they Great find stuff. a, they, they just find legions protein on Amazon. Like, Oh, it looks nice. And then they, they, they try it and they're like, Oh wow, this is really good. And then they're inclined to like actually check out the company. And, um, so, so it goes both ways. I, I would, I'm not sure in terms of I'd have to actually like go digging into data to give you uh, maybe a, an estimate of like, oh, 60% this and 40% that. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure, but it is a bit of both. And one of the nice things about content marketing is uh, if I, I, I go get pancaked, that all the work that that I've done lives on. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I, I sold uh, about 220,000 books last year and um, that's not like, it's not like I'm in Amazon's machine you know, uh, pushing the, the make sales button. Um, I have systems in place and I have people who work on that and they're always pushing more ads and doing all kinds of things. Um, and, and the articles that I've written, you know, they live on in Google and we're working, we work with uh, Neil Patel's firm, which I would highly recommend oh. for, for, we, we work with, uh, SEO with his SEO team in particular. And, um, I mean, full disclosure, Neil is also a friend, but, I, his, his, his team is really good and I'm really happy with the results they've been getting on the SEO front. And so uh, the, the articles that, you know, I I've written years ago. Now we also do do a good job updating articles. So that's part of our strategy. We have new content and to, you would ask this. So we have a very specific schedule and it involves a certain number of new articles per week, a certain number of updates per week and how we choose the new and the updates is not complicated. Actually, you could learn probably all of this stuff over at Neil's website. Like he has a, a trillion articles and it's a lot of really good, really good information and it's the basics. And that really is most of it's like fitness, right? Most of the gains you're going to make really just come from the fundamentals, not the fringes, understanding energy balance and macronutrient balance and volume and uh, progressive overload intensity and so forth. And all the fancy stuff. Yeah, maybe it, it does things here and there, but I've really tried to focus well on just executing the fundamentals. And um, so, so, you know, as far as Legion, Legion's brand goes, there is certainly a key man risk. If we're talking about, like if I was talking to a VC uh, yeah. or, or a PE guy, right. And, and, and that's true. Um, but we are mitigating that. And, and there's some simple strategic things we're going to do as well. We're bringing in some other it needs to be the right people. They need to be a really good brand fit, but the more, um, celebritized individuals I have, so long as they fit the brand associated with the brand, the more I could, I, I can say that it's not just Mike Matthews supplements, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense. Going back to your uh, comment about, uh, marketing Neil Patel's website. Is that kind of where you get most of your, your marketing knowledge is from books and articles? Cause I've heard you talk about in the past, kind of bagging on it, if you will, masterminds. And I don't know if you've actually mentioned business consultants and things like that, but I'm curious, like, where do you gather most of your, your knowledge and information? Is it from close acquaintances or is it, is it books and, and websites? Um, so it's, it's mostly books. I, I enjoy books the most, um, articles can be okay as well. It just depends. They're hit and miss, right? Right. Yeah. One of the thing I found, and and so with books, 
how I actually go about it. I mean, I won't go into, I've recorded a, a podcast actually on the whole system that I have for choosing books and whatever, but something that I think is, is, is just a quick tip that has served me well. And particularly with business books, self-help books, which I really don't read much of anymore. I just too many ideas where it's just the same thing. It's like incest. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I, yeah. I, I've heard I've heard this many times before, um, but marketing books, et cetera, is I, if I first find a book summary, so I check like Blinkist, InstaRead, Get Abstract, um, what the short form there are one or two others and i'll read the summary first and if if i haven't made any highlights and if the summary doesn't have me wanting to read the book i don't read the book even if i'm still enticed to read the book because you know there might be one good idea in there there's an opportunity cost we're only going to be able to right. read so many books in our lifetime period and so i don't want to make it more serious than it needs to be but the the fact is if you waste time reading a book that like gives you a maybe a few halfway decent ideas when you could have been reading something that is really the book that you you know it's going to give you especially if you're an entrepreneur and you have a going concern there is value in ideas if you can also execute them right i mean you might get that idea that is your next million dollars in revenue just because you read the right book and you might never get that idea if you didn't read it right so um so i'll go to the summaries first and if there are no summaries i'll try to find some sort of review online i just want to get an idea of what's in this book and it's obviously there's a bit of an intuition involved of like, okay, so given what I'm looking for, where I'm at, what I know, what I don't know, but at least I'm aware I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, there are unfortunately also the unknown unknowns, the things I don't know that I have no awareness of. Is this a book I should read now? And, and I read, I have a genre rotations, personal and, and work, and I flip between them. So I'll read one or two on my personal genre rotation, and then I'll move over to my work and read one or two, and then move to the next one down, the next one down. So I, I force myself to read broadly, essentially, and not get too pigeonholed, or I'll just end up reading nothing but like history books and conspiracy books or something. Uh, <laughs> And, and so, so I, 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 you know, I, I, I work through it and I always find something that I'm interested in, uh, in that fits the genre. Um, but, um, as far as marketing goes, there is a lot of good information out there though. And some, some resources that I'd recommend outside of books, and I can share a few books as well, but would be Neil Patel's site. Uh, Backlinko is a great, is a great resource for SEO stuff in particular. Um, uh, oh, digital marketer has some has some decent stuff. I think Ryan Dice has voice problems. Like I, he just doesn't connect, with, at least with me. Even uh -huh. though he has a good team, and I like some of the things he's doing, there's just something off about the voice and the brand that doesn't make me really want to give him any money. And I wouldn't want to hire his company for anything. But he does have some good information. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so those are, those are some free resources. Again, Neil is a really outstanding resource because I mean, the, the amount of information really that you can find on his website and on his YouTube channel, uh, is outstanding. And, and what also is cool about Neil is he walks the walk. Like this isn't just him swiping other people's articles and talking about things that he has no uh, experience in. He's been in this game for a long time. I don't, I don't want to make this a big pitch about Neil, but I just, I, I do think it's worth mentioning that I know firsthand because I know from the inside his business and his other businesses that he's had and what he's done, he's 
personally been involved and also outside of his own businesses, he has been invested in many, many businesses. He's seen a lot and he has been involved in a lot. And that gives you a unique advantage when you're creating content. And even though he has a team who works with him, of course, but he's able to, again, lend it uh, that, that, um, firsthand, like this actually does work. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to things where you don't, you've never done it yourself. You don't really know if it works, but you're making it sound like it works. Um, so yeah, so there's that. And as far as books go, there are many good books. Um, some ones that I actually have them on a spreadsheet because I get asked this fairly often and I just kind of copy and paste and say, Hey, here are some books that I've read in the last I don't know, decade or so that have stood out to me as useful. Um, there's Scientific Advertising by Claude Hopkins, a classic, simple, short. I think everybody should read it. It's not going to blow your mind, but um, yeah. it, it has good information. The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, a lot of good information there. Uh, Influence and Persuasion by Cialdini. Positioning by Reese, uh, Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz, although that's a bit of a sophisticated book. I wouldn't say that's for necessarily for newbies. Um, Tested Advertising Methods, Robert Collier Letters book, again, classics, How to Write a Good Advertising, uh, Advertisement, I believe Victor Schwab, I think was his name, um, recommended highly. The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy, as well as Dan Kennedy's other stuff, uh, very good. And then Joe Sugarman's stuff, um, Triggers, was, was good. And um, again, this is kind of a list I just cobbled together and I probably should refine it now that I'm saying these things, but it's not a bad, not a bad, like I, if people were to read those books, I would, I would say that they certainly now have come across enough of the fundamentals and enough information and even the tactics to, to effectively sell something. Yeah. You, you know, so, so Content marketing, I mean, it's fairly new, right? Like we're talking like within the past 10 years, you know, probably it's really ramped up the past few years. But one of the things you hear a lot is, is the imposter syndrome. Just being a little hesitant, even though if, if you like you internally know that you really know your stuff, just being hesitant to throw it out there, just waiting for somebody to like come after you. Do you, do you suffer from that at all? Or have not, you, or do you currently? Uh, not not much. And I would say though, maybe that's, there's a bit of my personality, not that I'm an egomaniac, but I, I'm not a very fearful person in, in about anything. I mean, and, yeah. and maybe, maybe even to a fault, honestly. Um, and so that's not entirely, I, I don't worry. Like I'm not a worrier. I, I I'm, uh, very detail oriented certainly to, to a fault and maybe even a bit paranoid, um, in, in terms of, but I would, I would argue that it's a bit good though, actually. I yeah. mean, the founder of Intel, I think it was the founder, no CEO, former CEO, uh, he has a book only the paranoid survive, I believe it's called. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good book. It's a good business book. And, and he, he is explaining about, you know, you kind of have to be a bit paranoid and and how that plays out in business. And why you always have to be looking to where you're going next and where your weaknesses are and what could go wrong. And you, you never want to just kind of phone it in or try to walk it through. Right. Um, so that's probably one reason why I haven't suffered much from, from that. And then there's also though, I think there's something to be said for, and this is advice that I have for people regarding that is, um, one, make sure you actually do know what you're talking about. Like don't, don't bullshit yourself. Right. Like if you don't know what you're talking about, then Maybe you should go find out. Maybe yeah. you should go read and and do 
And, and let's start there. So you actually do have something to share and it's not something you've just copy and pasted from somebody else right now. I'm all for swipe. I understand that is like marketing is mostly just stealing other people's ideas and putting them all together in a new way. And that, 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 that's creativity period. And that's art. And I understand that if it's one person, it's, uh, it's, uh, you're, you're, it's, it's unacceptable. If you stole from 20, it's, Hey, that's research, right? (laughs) That's the difference between plagiarism and researching. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get that. I get that. And and I do that all the time. I'll come across random things in other industries where I'm like, Oh, that's clever. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do a fitness spin on that. No shame. Right. Um, but so there's that point of actually understanding and making sure you do know what you're talking about. You do have something to share. And then what I try to do, and I think I've done a good job is sticking to the things I know and and being willing to to say, I don't know if I don't know then I'm not going to pretend like I know. And that also has helped me not have to deal much with imposter syndrome. Um, although I can relate to it where sometimes I will be talking about something where I'm like, I question, it's not that I I don't quote unquote, just don't know what I'm talking about, but I question how much do I really know? Almost you get into like this Kantian spiral of what do I really know? But, uh, but no, no, like, can I, if I had to make a bet, like how much money am I willing to bet that I'm right on this? Uh, But then there's also just weighing where if I, I have a certain standard, I guess I'm shooting for in terms of certainty and and also what are the stakes right if this is a low stakes thing that i'm not i'm not actually concerned i'll share an opinion and maybe i'll even preface it with i'm not too sure about this this is my opinion um but if it's a higher stakes thing like for example if it's involving other people's health let's say it's a supplement recommendation no i'm going to want to be really certain that i know what i'm talking about or a f- or any anything related to like what people are going to be doing with their bodies and so i get asked questions all the time that I, my honest answer is I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it enough to make a, a recommendation and I'll try to point them to a good resource. Now, I, I mostly, I'm getting asked a lot of questions that I am able to help with because most of the people who find me are um, are not advanced like bodybuilders, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or advanced uh, triathletes or something. And so, you know, that those are my thoughts on, on imposter syndrome and how I've dealt with it. Interesting. Well, Mike, this has been a, this has been an awesome conversation. Like I've said, I followed you for your content for probably five years in in the health and fitness space. That's just something I'm just naturally kind of, kind of like I've read a lot of, a lot of, well, I I think I've read three year books, bigger, leaner, stronger, uh, bigger, leaner, stronger, 1.0, 2.0, black book of motivation. Like I've read it all. Right. But as much as that's helped me, like from my audience's perspective, like they have to understand the information that you've provided has helped me become a quote unquote amateur lifestyle bodybuilder. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm a yeah, little yeah. bit of an amateur gym rat, but from that, from a business perspective, as I followed you, I'm like, man, this, this is super impressive. Like I really uh, enjoy kind of the way that, that you lay content out and things like that. So if people want to follow you, if they want um, information on how to become, you know, healthier, lose weight, gain muscle, you know, bigger, leaner, stronger, if you will, what's the best way for them to to connect with you? Uh, I would say probably email, honestly, Mike, oh, really? at, like to directly connect Mike at muscle for life, muscle for our life. I just kept that email, even though the website got rolled into Legion 
it was out there so much. I was like, oh, I'll keep the email, Mike at muscleforlife.com. Um, it might take me you know, a week or so to get back, but um, that's the most reliable way. Instagram DMs are a bit, uh, yeah, I don't know, temperamental. Sometimes they work yeah. well, sometimes they don't, although that's another way, Muscle for Life Fitness. Um, and uh, yeah, so for directly connecting and then otherwise my hub is just legionathletics.com. And, um, I, I, you know, I realized, let me, let me just quickly make a comment here before we wrap up that I don't want to leave people hanging with, uh, this, this, what, where would, where would I recommend people start with content marketing? Um, I got off on a tangent and didn't actually even answer the question. Um, but it's a quick answer if you have a minute and it's, uh, it's just, I would say, start with what you enjoy doing, what you can consistently do similar to training, right? So like if you have the most scientifically optimal diet or the most scientifically optimal training program, but you don't like it and you can't consistently follow it and you kind of just dread every meal or every workout, it's not for you, period. Even yeah. if what is for you is something that is less quote unquote optimal or efficient, it doesn't matter because fitness is forever. We're, we're playing the long game here and you can get there. Let's say you could reach your goals in three years. Maybe it doesn't take three years. I'm just using an example um, with the most optimized programs that you're going to hate. You're going to hate the entire process, or you can get there in four years or five years and kind of have a good time and enjoy it. It's, it's a no brainer, right? So yeah. similar with content production, I would say, start with what you enjoy doing and what you're drawn to. Don't try to force yourself to write. For example, don't try to force yourself to make YouTube videos. I don't like YouTube videos, for example. I mean, I may end up doing it. So I may end up breaking my own advice and see how it goes, but I'm not drawn to it. I'm just not, I, I, have, I would much rather just sit and work on an article all day than like sit in a, studio figuring out a YouTube video uh, or in the gym or whatever. Again, I still may end up doing a bit more of it this year or next, but I would say, um, especially if you're new to content marketing, what you have different options, you can speak. So you have a podcast as an option you can write if you want to write. But again, I would say the, the, the really, the reason to write is if you enjoy at least some of the process and at least enjoy having written kind of like working out, right? We're not going to always enjoy every workout. It just doesn't happen, but we'll always enjoy having worked out. And that's enough for us to push through the shitty workouts and do it anyway. Right. So I'd say it's very similar with writing. It's not always fun, but if you really don't like it, then I would say, don't do it. So find, um, that find, you know, what, what is your medium that, that really resonates with you. And then also, I'd say there's some work to be done on, on making sure that you have something that is either educational or entertaining, or, I mean, those are really the two main things, right? You can educate people or you can, you can entertain. I feel like there might be a common third, um, I'm just, it's just not coming to me, but, um, you need to make sure that one, you can actually do that. And two, that there's going to be something at least a little bit different about, your content versus somebody else's. And that may just be your personality and that's great. Or in fitness, that may be your physique and that's great too. And so that is just something also to keep in mind in terms of choosing the, maybe the highest probability path to content creation success. And there, there is a bit of, uh, self-awareness that, that, and, 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 
in like the opposite of magical thinking that that is involved in that, where instead of just like envisioning yourself as this YouTube superstar, right? And oh, that just sounds so cool, and uh, have all these subscribers. But then, if if objectively speaking, let's say this person is not good looking, doesn't have, let's say it's fitness, right? Not good looking, doesn't have a good physique, really. And, um, those are the, that's it, right. Then YouTube is probably not that, that that's probably not going to work. Yeah. And that's not, that's not to knock not to say like, Oh, cause I think I'm good looking. I don't, I, I don't, I don't even know what my YouTube subscribers are. I don't even pay attention to it. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm not good enough for YouTube, but I'm just making, I'm just making a point there, right. That again, it's looking at what resources do you have individually and what are you drawn to and how do you kind of use a bit of the alchemy of marketing to make that work, but you do have to have some of that recipe there. It, it can't be forced. And I see a lot of that, uh, a lot of forced stuff and a lot of also just laziness of just like literally copy and pasting other people's Instagram captions or, or emails or articles like, come on, that, that, that's not sustainable. That's not, what do, that is such short termism if we're talking about really building a long-term brand and a real business, right? You have to have something unique or something interesting to say. And to, to just quickly comment on emails that I write, and I, I write all of those and I, I don't know if I'll ever be, maybe there's someone out there. There's probably, there are probably copywriters out there who could really kind of get my voice, but um, it is a bit different certainly then like some people are confused, right? Cause they're like, wait a minute, this is a supplement company. And what does he, what does he just say? Like, what did he say? What, the, what is this? This is the wildest. I've had people reply like, this is the strangest, but also most compelling marketing email I've ever read. Uh, I don't dude, know what I, to think. <laughs> we didn't really get into that in the episode, but dude, I'm the same way. Like I'll get your emails and I'll just kind of be scanned through it. And then I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, what, what did he, what did he just say? And it's just like this random, crazy, high um, vocabulary, like phrase. And I'm just, and like, I'm processing it. I'm like, that is so not standard marketing material, but it freaking works. It's great. It's, it's entertaining, but it's crazy and that, to that point. And that is the reason why I do it. I mean, honestly, I, I have a lot of fun with those because I like creative. I, I really, in my next life, I will write fiction and I'm drawn to, I like creative activities and I like the creative writing. So I like getting into a kind of like a wacky frame of mind and just coming up with, but, but also tying it into some basic, you know, there is a little bit of method to the madness, obviously, and and I'm not I, I'm not completely off the wall. Although sometimes I get myself in trouble and I say things that that tick some people <laughs> off. I've gotten better with that though. My judgment's gotten better. But to that point, that is though intentional, and in that I'm trying to cultivate a, a personality, and it is my personality. To I'm not as uh, maybe uh, articulate, and I'm not as clever. At, on the fly sitting here on a podcast as you know, when I've, when I've like written three drafts of an email or something, but there is a bit of me in there. And, and I know objectively, and this is not to talk myself up. I know that there are a lot of people who find it funny and they find it interesting. There are a lot of people who don't, and that's fine. You can't please everyone, right. but that's why I, I take the time to do that. Where I see that as from a brand perspective, a strength. And again, looking at myself, what am I good at? What am I not good at? What uh, characteristics do I have that I can leverage to 
be more successful. We're just talking about in business and what stuff should I stay away from? Cause it's really just not me. I'm just not like, you know, it would be totally fake and I, and I, and I, and I wouldn't really be good at it or, or it just doesn't jive with my personality. And so I, you know, I've, I've, that's one of the things that I've kind of isolated is I see a lot of engagement with when I, when I show a bit of my personality and have a bit of fun with, um, it's not just emails it's on social media as well. And, yeah. and, and really that also just, that comes of course, because I'm also a consumer of content and a consumer of things to some degree, I'm not a huge consumer of things, but, but I know firsthand, like, okay, when I know what it's like, when, when you get that, when you find someone where you're like this person, I just like the way they think I like the, what the things they say, and you look forward to opening their emails. Another good example of that for people, if they want to get an idea, uh, I, he's, I don't think he, <laughs> He thinks in by my by my opinion, in my opinion, he thinks he's better than he is at it, but he's good at it. And his name is Ben Settle. So if you go to bensettle.com, get on his email list and you'll you'll see what I mean. Um he it's very similar. He like emails every day and he has a little publishing business that does well. I'm sure he does like seven or seven figures in revenue, and it's probably all profit. So he, he has a nice lifestyle business. And um he has a bit of a personality. And he's a bit crude for my tastes and I would do things a little bit differently, but Hey, he, he can prove it with real numbers, real results. And it, and it is very much about cultivating a real relationship with your subscribers and showing your personality and, uh, not trying to just sound like, you know, a faceless corporation that is, has been completely sterilized of, uh, anything that might rub someone the wrong way, yeah. no matter how, you know, extreme they are, no matter how many colors their hair are, whatever, you know, so <laughs> this is a, uh, Mike, this has been great, man. I, I appreciate your time. Again, if you guys want to uh, connect with Mike from a health and fitness perspective, absolutely. I don't think there's anybody uh, better out there and, and I've searched and, and I actually follow quite a, quite a few people. So Connect with him at Mike at MuscleForLife.com. You can also find him on Instagram. Um, there's he's got tons of tons of I guess they're not selfies, right? They're they're photo the now, now I've, I've, up, I've upgraded. Yeah, I, yeah. I got sick of I actually just got sick of the selfies. I can't take another <laughs> selfie. I just don't want to do it. So that's uh, awesome. Somebody, uh, now I have better shots. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Mike, for for your time. We really appreciate it. Everybody, thanks for uh, your time. Thanks for listening. Uh, We will see you next time. And and until then, go out there and create the wealth and the lifestyle you deserve. See ya. Hey, real quick. Are you a six or seven figure entrepreneur who is making great money, but like so many other unwealthy successes, you're not seeing your wealth grow? If so, I can help. Head over to nicholascjensen.com forward slash wealth and take my free wealth building assessment now. Learn how to become a strategic investor and start building the wealth you and your family deserve. Again, that's Nicholas, the letter C, Jensen.com forward slash wealth. We'll see you next time on Unlimited Wealth.